0: Money Sense is brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group, four-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau Torch Award for business ethics and
1: integrity. Ellen Becker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to EllenBecker.com and listen to Money Sense Saturdays at 2 and Sundays at noon.
0: advisor for Ellen Becker Investment Group. Ellen Becker Investment Group is located in Pewaukee, just north of I-94 between Highway 164 and Highway F in Ridgeview Corporate Park and in the village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building across from Winkies. We also serve as clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. Visit EllenBecker.com for more details. My guest today is Talea Scott, owner of Fit Perspective, Fit Standing for... Financial intelligence inspires transformation. Talea's an accountant, author, professor, speaker, entrepreneur. Um, and I am delighted to be able to talk with you today, Talia, about what you bring to your clients and the coaching and the guidance and the perspectives.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you for having me, Heather. I am so excited to be here. Um, yep, like you said, I'm Talaya Scott, and those definitely
0: are my titles. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and you know, really kind of tell us where you see financial freedom and, and where you got your experience and all of that kind of stuff, and we'll just dive right in.
1: Okay, no problem. Um, actually, so a little bit about my history. I actually started in military finance. I did eight years in the United States Air Force, and I didn't start in uh, finance. I actually started in a different um, career field and kind of transitioned to accounting and finance when having a conversation with one of my colleagues. And mm. so um, as I was there, I was kind of like just at the point of life where you search for your passion you search for your purpose you know everybody has that moment of why am I here Lord what am I doing mm-hmm. right and I was I was at that point and I was also um in the military and so I went back to school for my master's in accounting and ended up at a EY public accounting firm um, I thought I made it <laughs> when I moved I mean when I um Started there, mm-hmm. and I realized that that was not where I was supposed to be. It was too corporate, too conservative, too not to Leia. I am bubbly. I am right. <laughs> an extrovert by heart. <laughs> I am authentic, type A personality, and so because of that, I really had to dig deep. And so God put it on my heart to write my book, mm. and the book birthed into the entire business, and now I'm here, year five.
0: Oh, that's amazing! That's a big accomplishment. Um, having seen many small businesses start and stop, start and struggle, right. maybe keep going. Yeah, uh, I, I'm sure you have a lot to share about your journey as just that entrepreneur. Um, you know, from from along that five years, like what kind of work have you have you done, or even leading up to when you started? You mentioned a little bit about your military service and 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 feeling called to do something different than where you were in that moment.
1: Yeah. So the military service definitely birthed who I was. I had to um, instill a lot of confidence in myself and, and where I'm going and what area of expertise I was called to. And so when I left the firm, it was at a moment where I was building up in me the, the tenacity and a perseverance of the journey that I was about to embark on. And so, With God leading me because I'm very spiritual Mm -hmm. and um, I talk to him every day about everything. I learned that um, if I experienced all of these financial failures and had um, the ability to persevere and walk in financial freedom, then I can teach other people how to do this, too. And so as I was on my journey, he told me to write the book. I got extremely scared. Like, what? I'm not a writer. I do numbers. Like, this is what (laughs) I do. And writing scared me. I think the highest grade I got was like a B minus in English (laughs) in school, right? And so um, from the book, I started the business. And that's when I started coaching people one-on-one. And coaching is very effective um, if the client... Um, has the will pl- power because a lot of people sign up because it sounds good to be working on your finance and walking in financial freedom mm-hmm. but then they really don't do the work and so it started to become ineffective if the person is not at their breaking point because you have to be at a point where I'm tired of being this in this situation or I'm tired of my savings not growing or I'm tired of living paycheck to paycheck I make good money but I don't know where it's going right you have to get tired to that point point. and so many people were at different points that I had to move to a different model. Yeah. And so now I do more corporate training. So I do corporate trainings. I work with a lot of business accelerator programs like uh, Spark, MKE, mm-hmm. the acceleration program. I work with Generator and um, I, I work with WIBIC. And what I do is I allow them to draw in um, the small business owners and I do the trainings that way. And so some of the uh, businesses that I work with along the way, um, just teaching financial uh, freedom and financial literacy to everyone. Our Webic, um, MMAC, some um, generator, Spark, uh, MPS, UWM, the Silver Spring Neighborhood Center. Mm-hmm. I've uh, spoke for Teach for America, Direct Supply, and so really just. Um, giving the narrative of financial freedom financial empowerment i'm um, giving people the tools that they need the courage and the confidence that they need to be able to embark on a jo- journey and really be able to make a difference in their lives because once your finances are in order you feel so great like you feel like you can conquer mm-hmm. the world and and
0: honestly um you can and so you know, from the work that we do here, so much of that what I think of as financial freedom and the way that you're describing it is, is understanding where you're at yeah. and having that knowledge and facing it, mm-hmm. right? So, so not addressing maybe where things feel unsettled, not addressing where you've got some concerns or some fears mm-hmm. is not helpful in the in the overall journey because every point where you're looking past it is just time time and, and likely you know, money that you've that you've missed out on, you've you've wasted in a way, um, based on, on not addressing Yeah the and issues. And you
1: have to be authentic and true to yourself. You have mm-hmm. to be honest about where you are, honest about what you know, what you don't know, the places of ignorance that you might have. And you can't be afraid. Now, fear is definitely a factor for a lot of people. But fear is so imaginary, but we make it so big in our lives. And so we just have to address it head on and tackle it. And sometimes that means doing it with another person initially to make you feel better about it. Because a lot of times when people start, it's not as bad as they seem, but Mm -hmm. they believe that. Um, you know, forgetting about it or not looking at it or just letting time pass is going to make it, it better when it actually makes things worse. Right.
0: It's um, yeah, definitely some things to think about. What, what would you say something about your own journey as you walked to financial freedom?
1: Oh, my journey.
0: But one of your main things that you had <laughs> that you really grown
1: into. So my journey was full of peaks and valleys, and I talk about that a lot in my book. Um, The book is called So I Graduated Now, What Do I Do? And it's just a practical um, experience of a woman with three kids who is trying to figure out life. The schools Mm -hmm. that she went to didn't teach, financial literacy, Um, the family that she grew up in didn't have the skills to pass on. And so it was just... Um, heartbreak after heartbreak, failure after failure with this relationship with money. And so I've experienced all type of things. I experienced bankruptcy. I've experienced Mm. repossessions. I experienced foreclosures. I experienced negative bank accounts, fees, payday loans, like literally every financial (laughs) failure that's out there. I went through and so um, I just am proud of myself for having the perseverance to keep getting up keep going and try and try to break through this thing and so I personally had to first change my mindset. That was the most important thing to do. I didn't realize that my mindset carried um, my decisions and everything I think about turns into an action. And, uh, and uh, if all of my thoughts are corroded or if all of my thoughts are negative or don't influence financial freedom, then I would never get there. And so I started reading books. And there was one book that changed my life. And the name of the book was... Um, the top 10 distinctions between millionaires and the middle class. Hmm. And I definitely grew up middle class. I had a middle class mindset at heart. And in the book, Keith Cameron Smith says that extremely poor people live day to day. Poor people live week to week. Middle class people live month to month. Rich people live year to year. And extremely rich people live decade to decade. And that blew my mind. And that's when I knew, like, I am middle class in my heart. This is not okay. I have to shift classes, right? If I shift <laughs> classes, I shift tax brackets, right? right? Right. And so I just had that in my mind. And then I just started consuming more and more information, training myself, because I didn't have a mentor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And
0: mentorship is really important. Yeah. You know, being able to be coached like you had done along your journey, coaching people, um, sharing your knowledge. Uh working with small business owners that are just starting working with corporations where they're trying to help their employees and their associates who are going to be all across the spectrum when you think about big and small firms yeah you know where the knowledge they can gather so let's with that let's take a short break and then I want to I want to really dig into more of this mindset piece when we get back all right we'll be right back Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Heather Deaton, Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. And my guest today is Talia Scott, the author of So I Graduated, Now What Do I Do book, which is about the road to financial freedom. Yeah. You've shared about your uh, your company, your firm called Fit, F-I-I-T, Perspective. Um, let's talk about the kind of services that, that are helpful and the kind of mindset that are helpful when a person wants to be co- to repair or and grow their relationship with money and finances and kind of get back on a track sometimes people don't even know what track they want to be on right right absolutely um as i stated In the first segment,
1: mindset is so important and I had to change my perspective, just how I view money, the relationship I have with money. Is it positive or negative? Do I spend more when I'm in a negative mood or a positive Mm -hmm. mood? Like Mm -hmm. I really had to sit with that. Um, But once I started on my journey, I realized that there were other belief systems that I had to adapt and truly believe in order for me to make it in financial freedom. And one of them is that I deserve to be financially free.
0: Mm, right. Yeah. Like you
1: really have to deserve that. And this goes for people. Um, it doesn't matter what your salary is. Right. I mean, my target audience typically is between 40 and $90,000. And so the people that I work with in, um the groups of people that I train, they have money. The mm-hmm. money is there, but it's It disappears and they can't tell you why. There's no strategy behind it. They're not saving properly, investing. And so it's there. And so even they have to change their their mindset. And, And we can see that mindset is important. Think about, um, you know, some athletes that might go into a, a million dollar contract, a multi million dollar contract. Mm-hmm. And if their mindset isn't right, by the end of their season, if they hurt themselves or whatever, they can blow through that money. Mm-hmm. And so understanding that I deserve it means that no one else in this world is more special than me. We are all created in God's image and understand that I deserve to walk in financial freedom and have everything that my heart desires. The second one is there are no shortcuts. Well, that's,
0: that's an important <laughs> one. Because like, right? believing you deserve it is that self-empowerment is important, but it doesn't just come from rain, right. not from the sky. From not the from the sky. Like, And I am
1: so um, serious about this. There are no shortcuts. Mm-hmm. And I just get so... I'll use the word irritated. I get so <laughs> irritated when I look at commercials or I watch, you know, like these infomercials that people put on YouTube about all of these ways, you know, to shortcut your way to financial freedom or to get a whole, a whole lot of money at once. Any and kind of get rich quick. Quick, scenes. right. Mm-hmm. Get rich quick. And and there are some things that you probably can do to get rich quick, but they are literally a one in a trillion possibility for you probably and it's just uh, it's just so unrealistic and so there are no shortcuts if you truly want to walk in financial freedom you have to be willing to do the work doing the work comes with endurance it comes with tenacity it comes with perseverance and it comes with getting on that bike every time you fall and not giving Mm -hmm. up another one I would would say is an important belief system is I reap what I sow Right. If mm-hmm. I'm not sewing into myself the skills that I need, if I'm not sewing into into myself the mindset that I need, if I'm not sewing into um, people that I need, making those good relationships with the people that can help me get to where I want to be. If I'm not sewing, anything into the ground how can I expect to reap a harvest right and this is also a biblical principle and -hmm. that's why I wanted to bring it in because I have to do the sowing first and as time passes and I'm working on myself and I'm trusting the process and I'm doing the work I will reap and so you really have to truly believe that it will take time for that seed to grow as a gardener
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, <you're- laughs> I really appreciate this because it does take pa- uh, patience, yeah, and learning, mm-hmm. right? And and sometimes it's multiple starts and multiple attempts and learning from others, yeah. And I think, like you mentioned, bringing things into your life, like if you were gonna invest, and I am using air quotes because I don't just mean what we do here, you know, on the right. financial side, but when you invest in relationships, when you invest in education, you mm-hmm. invest in yourself. That's what's gonna bring back out. The harvest.
1: Absolutely, mm-hmm. and I love the the investing yourself part is so important because after I graduated. Um, with my master's in accounting, mm-hmm. I still knew theory, right? Because yeah. that's what it teaches you, but it doesn't teach you real life like application. And so, even after that, I understood it from a business perspective. Okay, but I'm like, but I need this for me. So, self help books oh, my goodness, I have <laughs> so many self help books to try and say, okay, that that style worked for me, but that didn't really work for me. How can I make this my own? How right. can I, right? And so, self help books is extremely important. So, for financial books um, on the market, the self-help market, they're like fifteen to twenty dollars. You can invest fifteen dollars right.
0: and three hours of time to change your life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and to peel out, like you mentioned, you know, there's a lot of different things on the market, you know, or uh, books you can get through your library, um, or borrow them from friends, or what mm-hmm. have you. And and I guess sometimes I have to walk into those types of situations, those types of like books and educational points saying, This might not a hundred percent fit me, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to go come away with the pieces that do.
1: Yeah. Right. You know, do, and
0: gather those little nuggets along the way.
1: Yeah. What do they call it? They say, eat the meat and, and spit out the bones or
0: something <laughs> like that. So
1: whatever the meat is from you, you can take right. that, the things that work and leave on the table the things that don't. Right. Absolutely. Um, the next one, uh, belief system, is that if I take care of my money, my money will take care of me. Mm. Yeah, I like that too. If you steward well, another biblical um principle, it goes back to financial stewardship. When you steward right. over your financial financials um the right way, um rainy seasons are so rainy. Like to one person it will be a storm, but to me it's just a couple showers. It's just a couple sprinkles. Right. Like I'm dancing in the rain. <laughs> right? So if you take care of your money, it will definitely take care of you. The last one that is important to me is this whole financial freedom walk is a matter of education and application Mm, you have to be willing to learn through a mentor through a book through a class right through trial and error you have to be able to learn and then apply learn and then apply. So many people take trainings and they go to school and they take trainings and they read books and they never get to the application piece where the doing and the action matters most. Those two together will help you walk in financial freedom. And so that those five things is what um, I had to instill in myself. And I encourage anybody that I work with, anybody that I speak to in an audience, they have to instill those five things in order to truly embark on a journey, a successful journey.
0: And that um, application and, and re, it's oftentimes like re-education too. Yeah. Like we we need in so many parts of our lives to be lifelong learners. Absolutely. And and to be able to take in things, you know, take the meats with the bones. Yep. <laughs> um, but then really do the work just to, to use it and apply it, you know, with, Again, I've seen that in work that we do here where it's just a much better success, right, when there's actual more action behind it, but tying that to what's really meaningful, you know, you've talked about your your five pieces of the mindsets. Mm-hmm. When you put all of those together, it's there's a lot of power there. Yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of power for for that person. So, so we we're talking about individuals, and I was curious a bit to know, based on some of the work you do with the Accelerator and WIBIC, um, how does this relate to small business?
1: Well, it relates to small businesses because most small business owners, the entrepreneurs, manage their finances the way they manage their household. Yeah, And if you don't manage your household successfully, and if your personal finances are in shambles, you're not going to miraculously do a better job with your business. That's Mm -hmm. not how it works. These skills are transferable. Right. Mm-hmm. to whatever business you have, whatever investment you have personally, professionally, the skills are transferable. And so that's how it applies and relates to small business owners. There are five skills that a person needs before they can even manage them, uh, their finances successfully. And those skills are first understanding the money flow in the economy. If you don't understand um, economic activity around you what's going on in the market what's going on with the banks what's mm-hmm. going on with interest rates just the information that's being conversed about over and over again in our world if you don't understand that it's going to be hard for you to manage your finances or
0: you'll always be a step behind and it's hard to make decisions
1: and it's hard to make decisions mm-hmm. you'll be reactive instead of proactive mm-hmm. on right. the decisions that you make um, the next one is money management you have to have the money management skills um, in order to be able to make the good decision. So once you make the decision with your mind, this is what I'm going to do. I have to have those money management skills to be able to uh, implement that credit. Credit is a skill. You have to be able to manage credit. You have to know when to leverage. You have to understand um, why we leverage, right? You, You need to be able to assess Is this a a leveraging moment or is this a saving moment, right? Am I using my savings or am I leveraged? Am I doing both, right? Saving, obviously, (laughs) (laughs) a very important skill. And then debt management. Mm -hmm. How do I know when I take on too much debt? Right. And how do I manage the debt that I currently have? And so those five skills is what entrepreneurs need. And so that's why I said they're transferable, because those are exact same skills that you would need in business. And within business, um, this will start to create the company's financial statements. Right. Right. And this will help us with um, angel investing or if we're doing venture capital funds. Right. Or crowdfunding. Right. And so it all of this is transferable to the business. Owner.
0: And I think um, many of those skills that you just mentioned for small business owners is good for your own personal finance as well, right? Uh, Having understanding debt, making a savings plan know when to reinvest in yourself that's kind of like the re like the small business too when to reinvest yeah and another thing about small businesses the reason why it relates to them and it's so important is
1: because I don't know if you know these facts but they're on the Bureau of Labor of Statistics 20 um, percent of businesses fail in year one now mm-hmm. these are entrepreneurs mm-hmm. small businesses. Right, small businesses yeah year two is 30 percent Wow. Year mm-hmm. three is, I'm sorry, year five is 50%. Half of the businesses have already failed. Right. Right. By year 10, 70%. So if you started your business, you have a 70% chance that you're not even going to make, make it. Make it to 10 years. Right. Mm-hmm. That's and so, a lot of time. and you know what the number one cause of that is? I think you're going to tell me <laughs>
0: cash flow
1: and insufficient capital. Yeah. And it all goes back to. Those five skills I mean, that we you, talk about. If
0: you can't pay p- your employees or your suppliers, if you can't make a living, um, you know people don't work and have businesses for to to not make a living, right? That's a whole different segment. That's a whole different nonprofit <laughs> <Listen>. model. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's take a short break, okay. and then we'll be right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Heather Deaton, wealth advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. And my guest today is Talea Scott, accountant, author, professor, speaker, entrepreneur, and an amazing um, fitness expert at SPIN. <laughs> that's how I know Talea, in all full disclosure. <laughs> and so, speaking of that, um, you know, that's a small business that we participate in that gym. Yeah. I think we know some of the same small business owners around the uh, Milwaukee area. You had already talked about the different skills that small business owners really need related to finance. Um, so many of the people that I know that that started their company, that own their small business, that's just that's still growing, kind of in the in the beginning stages, they they create, they're creatives, mm-hmm. they have something, an idea, a product, a service that doesn't always align with some of the other pieces needed for success, right? To, to make it through, you gave statistics of how likely small businesses are to fail across the first 10 years. Yeah, So you want to share more, dive in at all more about some of those um, skills that are needed, tools available. So much of that relates to our personal finances as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And again, just in case um, any of the listeners didn't catch it, those five skills was understanding money flow in the economy, money management, credit, savings, and debt management. And so in my business, I'm a financial education firm, right? I'm mm-hmm. all things education. And so I do have an online masterclass. It's called the Fit Money Masterclass. And those are the five foundational skills that we focus on. And this is for small, small business owners and for individuals. Because remember, how we manage our home is how mm-hmm. we manage our business finances. And in that class, you really, really get those skills. We dive deep. We take our time. You take the learning and application belief system to understand that uh, we're not going to get it right the first time. But repetition creates a habit. Mm-hmm. And so... Getting those skills and working on them with someone in a um, in a class setting, just for an extended amount of time before you start doing it on your own, will really give you the boost of confidence that you can do it. And so, I encourage everyone to take the class because, especially if you've never even taken taken a financial class to begin with, right? right? Maybe you have read books, but you never did it in an official capacity where. The content is laid out of everything that you need to know to be able to embark on
0: a journey from a holistic place, if, that, well, if you will. And, and even thinking about people across the journey of their career, right? You don't necessarily graduate from college or or tech school and start your own business. It right. might be 10, 15, 20 years later, right. 30 years later. Right. Right. And there's a lot of time and a lot of life skills and experience that you've, that you've achieved and accomplished mm-hmm. however you know starting a small business or getting back in alignment with your personal finances is mm-hmm. something that is is not necessarily going to be in your In your head in those moments
1: right and let's be honest that's the name of the book so I graduated now what do I do when you graduate you probably still don't have the skills that you need to be able to manage your own finances or start a business because quite frankly it's not being taught not at the capacity that it should be Mm -hmm. in order for us to be successful right Right. because society is built on some people not having those
0: skills right right that's Mm -hmm. just the way it is right And so you mentioned your class that you have online. You've talked about different books that, that, well, a book you've written, some books you've read and and gotten a lot of value out of. What other kind of tools can people use, you know, to track how far they've come on their financial journey? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that, Heather. So the class also incorporates so
1: many tools. I mean, tools for credit, tools for saving, tools for money management. And so some of the tools that... um, the listeners, if you go and enroll, you'll receive as far as you have to understand your spender profile and you might not even understand how to um, assess yourself, but we all spend money in different ways. Mm-hmm. Like me, um, I am a, it's on sale spender. <laughs> right, yeah, I, I can shop a good and clearance so, as well. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to keep good discipline, um, especially when I'm in certain seasons of what I'm trying to do with my money. I have to keep certain disciplines because if I go to the mall, or if I'm on, sh- or if I'm shopping online and I see a sale, I go, "Ooh, I might not ever get this best deal again." Mm-hmm. Which that's not true. Right. Sales <laughs> come. There's a cycle of sales. A <laughs> <There's> cycle of sales, <laughs> yes. literally, right? Or you might be a techie, right? Or you might mm-hmm. be a foodie. Or you might be the person who likes to brunch and go with your friends. And then whenever you're out, you're the one like drinks for everybody. Oh, right. right. Yeah. Like, generous. Right. yeah generous spirit. And so we teach you how to assess your spender type so that, you know, oh, this is how I behave. And then you then we help you analyze your net worth. Now, your net worth is taking all of your assets. I know, you know, this Heather, yeah, for sure. minus all of your your liabilities and then your net worth in the difference. Now. The amazing part of that is that we use this same thing in business. It's Mm -hmm. called the balance sheet, right? All of your assets equals all of your liabilities plus your owner's equity. So it's the same exact information, but this tells you what your net worth is like above everything that I own. um, I owe in my obligations to others. What's left over? What do I have? What's my true value? Do I have a value? Am I negative? Mm -hmm. And so we teach you how to, um, calculate that and how to keep up with it the next thing the next tool is a necessity listing I always say everybody should have a number okay and uh, if I once I explain this then you'll you need to know your number too Heather if you don't have your number okay (laughs) your number is by necessity how much do I need to live Right. By necessity. So that's not going out to eat. That's not socializing. That's not um, spas or vacation. No. Bare basics where if this was the hardest year ever, yeah. I just need to live and eat right. and breathe. your food and shelter. in your food and shelter. And, 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 and childcare right. probably because yeah. mm-hmm. you got to go to work, right? Right. Whatever that number is. So when I did this, this was a couple years ago when I did it the first time. My number was 30000 Okay. And I'm like, Okay. I can live off of $30,000 and that particular year Um, in the beginning of my journey, I had the potential to make, I think it was like $70,000 or $65,000. And so I'm like, you know, potentially I could save $35,000 mm-hmm. this year mm-hmm. and I didn't save 35, but I did <laughs> save 20 right that year. And it was like, wow. Like, so you really have to know your number because that leads into how you create your budget. And then I teach you how to budget. Yeah. the correct way and then with your budget comes everything else and so those are just some of the tools that you'll learn and I have nice spreadsheet um, but the one thing that I don't want people to do is to automate right away a lot of people like okay I got this fancy plan and I'm gonna go straight to automation so that I can just look at these graphs and stuff and see how I did no you need to push the pen to the paper or right. you need to use a, like an Excel spreadsheet, but you have to do the work mm-hmm. and you fully engulf yourself in your finances to the point where you're thinking about it every day, <laughs> literally, because well, you have to be to that, that in tune in the beginning, right. because once you have it and you develop that muscle memory, then you don't have to do it that way. And then you can use automation tools that'll be able to help you along the way. But in the beginning,
0: you need to do the work. And, and keep up on it. You know, when we work with our clients on, similar things like this to understand what their needs in retirement are going to be mm-hmm. you need that number right now that number is going to is going to include the things you want to do mm-hmm. but in today's world that number tells you what you have extra right and what you may want to put some more discipline around you know another way i look at that when i think about you know my own personal finances as well is, am i am i using my finances Does it align with my values? Right. You know, if um, being very generous with friends at brunch is super important to me, you know, if I want to do that, then I can't do something else. Right. If travel and experiences with my family is what I want to focus on, well, then maybe there's other things that I can't gift as much. Right. Because it's more important to have these experiences than it is to have the brand new iPhone at all times, Mm -hmm. you know, or the fanciest, newest thing right? And that number is
1: basically your starting point because mm-hmm. let's be honest it changes, right? You move into a new house and that number grew by right. however many thousand dollars a month if you purchase right. a new house, right? And mm-hmm. so it's extremely important to keep that as your your, your starting point or your base point um, before you move into all of the other things in life that are, you know,
0: valuable to you to do. Right. Well, let's take a short break and then when we come back, I mean you've talked a lot about the tools and mindset and perspective, um, classes, books, other things is, you know, when you get to where you think you want to be, like, what does maintenance look like? I'd love to hear about that and okay. even how we can help each other, right? How do we help each other in, on our journey through accountability? You offer coaching, that kind of a thing. So okay. we'll be right back. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
0: Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Heather Deaton, Wealth Advisor at Ella Becker Investment Group, and my guest today is Talia Scott, owner of Fit Perspective. We've been talking about financial freedom, the journey, tools, classes, books. Um, let's say we get to where we have our plan, Okay. and how can people stay on track? So that would be financial maintenance, Mm -hmm. right? And so
1: all of the tools that I mentioned, I have in one central location so that you'll be able to open up and look at it all the time. So maintenance looks like once a month you're doing your budget. I don't care if you have it by heart. It's still something that you look at, you work on, you tweak, and you make sure that your budget or your financial plan, if we don't like the word budget, because it sounds like a diet, <laughs> <ain't> right? right. <laughs> um, a financial plan. We're looking at our financial plan once, uh, once a month in terms of what we're doing for that month and keeping track with our year. But quarterly, we're looking at everything, right? We're focusing on our net worth. Did our net worth move, right? Did our mm-hmm. net worth grow um, in a positive way or did our debt shrink right were we able to pay off the debt that we wanted so looking at things um quarterly in a holistic view and then um, once a month for how you're moving in your months will really help you shift your perspective from being like a week-to-week or a month-to-month person to really moving into that rich category and looking at yeah. yourself from year to year because then if eventually we're going to get extremely rich, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and look at ourselves right. from decade to decade. And so that's what those tools help you do and that's what financial maintenance look like.
0: Well, I think that focusing at different levels of detail different levels of granularity mm-hmm. the monthly how much went to savings like i had wanted or planned mm-hmm. how much went to spending did it align with my values mm-hmm. how how i how i want to feel mm-hmm. about money Versus then that quarterly view you said, like looking more at net worth, right? That's like your overall wealth. And Mm -hmm. is that on the right track? And of course, if it's investments, it's going to go up and down along the way. Right. With likely an overall upward trend Mm -hmm. that may extend beyond just quarter to quarter. Right. But that's where, you know, do you have even broader times, right? Like on an annual basis. Yeah. Yeah kind of look at where things are headed.
1: Absolutely. And then it'll help me stomach my investments when they do lose money, right? right? I'm not worried about that because my emergency savings is a year long, right. right? Right, And so I'm really financially comfortable where I can ride the roller coaster in my investments and not get freaked out about the turns in the economy.
0: Especially if the investments are for something way down the road, yep. you know, retirement, which for some people could be 40 years. For right. some
1: people, it's only five. Right. <laughs> me, right. I want to <laughs> and- retire like... <laughs> Forty nine and a half. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so yours is, is a little is somewhere between uh, forty five and, and five years from now. <laughs> so, yeah, that's great. I think that that um, continually like monitoring and tracking. Right. You know, you'll you'll get beyond what might feel obsessing, you know, right. That's. Mm-hmm. Uh, the frequency of what you have to look at because you get more comfortable, but also not getting so comfortable that you lose sight. Yeah. Yeah. And financial maintenance also looks like, who am I
1: around? Like mm. what, what does the, the statistics say? We are the five closest people to us. Right? Oh, yeah. And I if like the five that. closest people to us are not worried about their future or managing their money successfully or have good investments or like if those conversations don't even come up, how how am I growing? How am I maintaining this fit lifestyle that I'm trying to live in? Right. Mm-hmm. And I need an accountability partner. And I and yes, we have like our financial advisors and things. But I'm talking about like a personal partner, a personal best friend to be like, uh, No brunch this week. What are you doing? (laughs) Cook breakfast, right? Right. Because you're trying to get to your goal. You need those partners. My accountability partner um, is my partner. And he, I remember sitting on the couch and showing him some stuff early in my journey. And it did not feel good. But I knew that I was called to what I'm doing. And I had to go through this experience myself to be able to teach people from a place of experience. Because right. I, I'm, I'm called to this work. And I know that my past is ugly. And so how does it look? So you really got to get vulnerable with people, mm-hmm. people that you trust and, and that will be honest with
0: you, to
1: call you out. To right. say, hey, we're, we're in this together. You asked me to hold you accountable. That's what I'm doing.
0: Well, and and that's that alignment, like, with the people that share your same values. You know, now, granted, maybe you don't share the same exact values on what's important to you from a financial spending, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I gave the example of if it's, you know, travel versus other types of experience or it's gifts or it's, you know, really focusing. You gave the example of it. Is it the newest technology? Right. You know, these are any of those answers, there's not intended to be a judgment on it. It's right. just to make sure it all works in the plan. Correct, absolutely. Yeah, I think that that's uh, accountability is is helpful. Having someone that you can trust and be open with, because if that's a whole different set of stress. If we don't, if we try to hide things from others. Right, we need to be able to lean on each other. Yeah, lean on each other. take care of each other. And support each other. And support, absolutely. And and listen to others when they're having those hard times where it didn't quite work out like they thought it was going to Mm -hmm. um, because either they've made a a, a mistake or two or even just things that are out of their control. Yep. You know, we can plan for the the downturns. We can plan for um, things that go wrong to a certain extent. Right. And so I love that you mentioned your emergency fund. You know, that's another thing that what you need on a monthly basis is helpful in projecting. How much do you really need easy access to? And then, like you had mentioned, it allows you to take more risk with everything else. Right. That's Absolutely. great. Well, Talaya, this has been a wonderful conversation. I know I had so much fun. Yeah, same here. <laughs> um, if if our listeners wanted to um, connect with you, find you, find your book, where can they where can they find you? So my main platform, social media
1: platforms that I'm on are Instagram. I'm on Instagram as Talaya Scott. And as Fit Perspective, you'll be able to easily access both because those accounts are connected. I'm on LinkedIn as talea Scott um, because my education and background and everything is on LinkedIn. I'm also on Facebook as Fit Perspective, and that's where I put a lot of my information and, you know, marketing and all right. of the tidbit information. My website is www.fitperspective, F-I-I-T, perspective.com. Okay. Okay. And my
0: book can be purchased right from my website. That's great. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for this conversation, Talia. I love being able to spend time with you. Like I said, we know each other from from the Spin Studio. Yes, so it's great to because we work out our bodies. To, you have to connect on a <laughs> on a more professional um experience here. Yes. So Money Sense airs on Saturdays from two to three p.m. and on Sundays from 12 to 1 p.m. If you enjoyed today's show and you want to learn more about EIG and any of our upcoming events, you can visit www.ellenbecker.com or call the office at 262-691-3200. And as always, I hope we've made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. Before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen.